Welcome to the first ever episode of the Players League. I'm your host, Scott Schumann, alongside my boy, John Anderson. John, happy to have you be here, man. Happy to be here as well. Um, This has been a long time coming. Um, I'm excited that we're finally able to get this off the ground. I'm excited that we quit procrastinating and just locked it in. I mean, I put it on myself because your boy has ADHD and I got a million other things I'd rather be doing. Like, or I should say a million other things that are distracting me. But just to give you guys a, a rundown real quick, this first episode is going to be an introduction about our backstory real quick. Uh, we're both professional baseball players. I'll get into our stories later on. But we're obviously both relief pitchers. Correct. And we sit in the bullpen. And and by the way, for those of you who don't know, guys in the bullpen don't pay attention to the game. We don't do anything down there. Stare off in the space (laughs) and talk about politics, uh, religion, baseball, who's been where, yada yada yada. It gets pretty dicey down there, yeah. Um, and there's not a lot of baseball going on down there, um, just a lot of banter, a lot of guys, um, just kind of talking about what's what, and it's what makes baseball unique, and especially where we're at. We're both pitching in the Atlantic League right now. independent league so it's not affiliated with major league baseball but it's a high level and there's a lot of good players over here you know it's a lot of older guys we're both 29 years old actually i'm 30 yeah yeah i I hit the big three oh it's okay Um, i'm well on my way but you know it's a lot of older guys that have been there been in the major leagues been around baseball for six seven eight nine ten plus years and guys that are experienced have, you know, lived life. So it's it's a lot of good conversation. We thought we'd bring that into a podcast. And what better way to do it than with both of us? Right. I mean, obviously, we're both amazing human beings. I don't think anybody has to tell us that more than once. But just to give you an idea where this came from, like John said, we're just we're in the bullpen all day. We're we're basically every day you'll be like, oh. You'll see somebody on the other team, like, oh, man, where's he been? Or, And somebody will chime in, well, I played with him, you know, so-and-so years ago. He, you know, got hurt, and this happened. And I just thought to myself, what a better idea than to have these guys come on and just tell their story. You know, a lot of these guys aren't the, you know, the cereal box baseball players that you saw on TV. Um, but, you know, Nobody really hears about the guys who are like up and down, you know, got about two or three years service time to the big leagues or maybe got to AAA or maybe was a first round draft pick and never made it. And they just kind of like disappear into, you know, the baseball world and nobody ever hears about them. So I think this would be good for us to kind of like bring them on, have a guest each week and let them tell their story. And, you know, I think especially, John, you can back me up on this. This league's got. Gosh, I mean, multiple characters. <laughs> That's for one. But the talent here, uh, what this is where you go if you after the big leagues. Yeah, and, and the, the league's very weird because you have a lot of guys that are kind of on their way out of baseball. Guys that are still trying to hang on to that shred of hope that they can get into the major leagues or get back to the major leagues. And then you have some guys that are on their way up. And the cool thing is. Most guys over here, they kind of have their own story, and everybody's very unique. Um, And I think uh, we both have a pretty interesting story. Um, Scott, I'd love to hear what what you have to say. Um, I know a little bit about you, but I'd love to hear just how you got here, Um, because you're a great baseball player. (laughs) Well, I like to say our stories aren't finished. Let's just say we're in the middle of the book, right? Um, so, basically, you know, I grew up playing football, basketball, baseball my whole life. End up, I had a couple, I was a quarterback, pitcher, shortstop. Um, obviously, I was not very good at basketball, but I did love playing it. So, for all you kids out there listening, play multiple sports. I'm telling you, it makes you a better <laughs> athlete in the long run. Um, that's another podcast. But, end up accepting a scholarship to go to Auburn. Um, best decision of my life. Um, goodness gracious, what an unbelievable place that is. I mean, I'm, you guys hear me talk about it all the time. I wish I would have been better. <laughs> uh, 
I'm telling you, my freshman year, I was the closer for like half the season, then I just couldn't throw strikes and whatever. And that honestly ended up being my career. It was like either I was on or off. I mean, you've been there. Absolutely. You know, luckily, I've the one thing about my career that's kind of kept me going is the Lord blessed me with a, a powerful arm. So I've always been a high-velocity guy. I get drafted out of uh, Auburn in my junior year, 2009, Bay Rays. Um, phenomenal organization. Honestly, had the best time of my entire life uh, those four years I was with them. Um, they do things the right way. They really invest in their draft picks, which I think is, you know, really a hidden gem in today's world or as far as baseball world. And you can tell, you know, they bring up young guys all the time and they're always studs and they're, you know, you have to do that as a low market team. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I go there. Kind of have a couple of good years. Put my name on the, uh, you know, I guess the prospect list, if, if you want to call it that. And then um, 2012, I go to Double A, and I'll be honest with you, man, I just didn't have a clue what I was doing, and it kind of caught up with me. You know, you get to that high level, there's some good baseball players, and I kind of got exposed. But the one thing I had in my back pocket is I had my velocity. So. You know, if you want to look at my stats, um, they were pretty trash, to be honest with you. I think I had like a 9 ERA <laughs> with more, like double the amount of walks than I had innings. That's impressive. Um, That's very impressive. But you got that rocket arm. Right. all you need. Right. So I was technically, um, in today's age, the Eddie Newt Lelouch <laughs> of the Tempe uh, race. But, you know... Luckily, my story doesn't end there. Um, I end up getting Rule 5 the following year to the Giants, uh, AAA Rule 5, which basically means I got traded for cash um, in like a draft. And uh, I go to the Giants, another great uh, organization. Met some great people there, had a blast. End up going to Richmond, Virginia for the Flying Squirrels. Shout out to Parney, the general manager there. I think they had the number one mer- selling merchandise in the country. Do you have something to do with that? Uh, I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we sold out like every other game. It was great. 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. You played there when you were in the great Eastern League. Play. Yeah. And uh, so same thing. The Giants honestly took a, a different route at how they wanted to maybe fix me, I guess you want to put it. Um, I literally tried every delivery possible known to man for four months and I really appreciated the, the um, patience I had with me uh, it was very stressful God knows we got real close in that time you know out one day at work one day I wouldn't a couple outings I go up I'm sh- shoving striking out everybody sitting high 90s touching 100 and then all of a sudden two outings later I can't even throw the ball to the mitt and I'm hitting the backstop that's what a lot of people sometimes forget you know us as athletes we're not on 100 percent of the time you know especially as a pitcher everything has to be perfect mechanically physically mentally to throw a strike and it's so tough to do that every single time um you basically have to be a robot out there and i mean i'm 29 and i've been pitching for almost my entire life. And I still find stuff I need to work on, which I think is a real testament for for both of us. Being able to do this for this long and to still have success is pretty great. Yeah, I mean, we're both, I, I look at us as kind of the same, you know, you're left-handed, I'm right-handed, we both have power arms. And, you know, whether it was injuries or, or having trouble throwing strikes, whatever, but we've kind of been chipping away each year yeah. and after the 2013 season I decided you know what I need to make a change and a buddy of mine Shane Dyer who I played with the Rays I don't know if you, did you ever play with him no I've never met him no okay great human being love that guy to death he comes up to me and goes man you need to go see this pitching coach out in Poway California okay, okay. by this by this time it's 2013 off season I've never even been past the only place I've been in the West Coast is Arizona for spring training with the Giants. Okay. So I talked to my parents. I'm like, you know what, dude? Why not? I got nothing else to lose. I'm throwing high 90s off the backstop. It's either figure it out or get a new profession. So I fly out, see this guy, and 
I mean, he changed my delivery completely. I'm basically almost I got I short my arm swing in the back. I'm, you know, not a cat, not like a catcher, but almost like a. Uh, I want to say like a. I don't know, maybe a, a shortstop. Um, just some little things that I kind of some some key like mental checks that I could do while I was pitching in the mound instead of whenever whenever the crap hit the fan I, and you know I would normally just like well throw it harder instead of okay you just messed up in a way now this is what you need to change and just little honestly just learning about pitching and that you know I can actually teach other kids now and really save my career so 2013 I go see him 14 I go. I get. I actually get rule five in the off season again. For some reason, I keep getting rule five, and I have nine ERAs. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Grateful for the opportunity, uh, which I was able to meet wonderful guys like my boy John here. So I, I get rule five to the Blue Jays, and um, so 2014 we were we had spring training together. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. In um, uh, good old Dunedin, Florida. Yeah, Dunedin. Man, that place is grindy. <laughs> Not a whole lot to do, right? Unless you're uh, 75 years old. All oh, the snowbirds come down and just enjoy their little beach life. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so with the Blue Jays, what happened there? You know, I don't. I mean, I know we hung out a lot, but dude, like, I was so locked in and just trying to win a job, and mm-hmm. I. So I show up to spring training, and they're not saying anything about mechanics. They're like, "Man, you look good." Like, they love my slider. I'm throwing strikes. I'm, I remember calling my dad and saying, nothing against you, but I was like, Dad, they don't have any talent. <laughs> they were right. I mean, as <laughs> far as, like, right. prospects in, in my age, I mean, yeah. they have – and I say that because I came from – I grew up in the Tampa Bay organization where there is big league players literally everywhere. Yeah, it's a lot of And talent. so I go to the Giants, and they're coming off World Series, and – um, basically, everybody that I played with in 2013 is in the big leagues now. So, and then I come to the Blue Jays, and not that there weren't great baseball players there, I just didn't see the the high end caliber, you know, first rounders everywhere, um, big time prospects. Yeah. There were there were some there, but yeah. you know, it's just like there was more like later round draft picks walking around. And again, no sh- no, I'm not trying to talk crap about anybody in the Blue Jays organization, but I'm just telling you from my, what my experience was. So I tell my pop, look, man, if I can just fill it up and stay healthy, I got a great opportunity here. And I'll be dang, bro. After, I think, my third or fourth outing, I'm throwing well, and then all of a sudden, I just show up at the field, and I, my elbow is just killing me. And I didn't want to tell anybody because... Honestly, in baseball, you don't want anybody to know you're hurt because if you're hurt, you can't pitch, and nobody wants somebody who can't pitch, right? And I try to mask it with some Advil, but you can't mask a guy who who's supposedly or is supposed to throw mid to upper 90s, and all of a sudden he's throwing 88, 89. So they caught on to that pretty quick, as you can imagine. Um, get shut down for a couple days, actually for like a week and a half during spring training. Camp broke. You, where did you go? Where did you go play in 2014? 2014, I was in Double A, New Hampshire. Oh, okay, so we would have actually played together. We would have been together. Yeah, and I'm sure we would have had a great year together. Oh, we'd have been phenomenal. Yeah, we probably would have been in the big leagues. We together. were one of the worst teams in minor league baseball record-wise. But <laughs> one of the most fun seasons I've ever had. Um, lots of great personalities and characters there. Yeah, I I remember meeting honestly a lot of guys who are in this league yeah. today yeah uh, and that spring training but yeah so you guys break camp I stay back for rehab group because I can't even I've now gotten to the point now I'm not just throwing 88 I can't even throw play catch 60 feet so basically I one day during rehab I go out to throw and they, I, I say, look, bro. I'm talking to the. I'm playing catch with the trainer for the obviously rehab, mm-hmm. and I said, look, I can't throw. And he comes up to me, he says, you sure you can't go to New Hampshire and rehab for two more weeks and then be able to pitch? I said, bro, I can't even throw a daggum tennis ball to you right now. <laughs> like my elbow is killing me. And he said, all right. Well, I walk in the locker room, get tapped on the shoulder. Thirty seconds or thirty or tw- I should say twenty minutes later. Your boy got released. <laughs> I got the axe. 
So I don't know if it was because I was injured or maybe they didn't like my mechanics or whatever. But it doesn't change the fact that I got released. I was grateful for the opportunity. But now I'm looking at myself. It's 2014. I'm, I, what, I guess I'm 26 years old. I'm injured. I'm unemployed. I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a dark state of mind. And, uh, you know, you've been there. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, basically, when I, went, I actually used to live in Auburn, Alabama. I still do sometimes or some off seasons whenever I'm actually home. But recently I've been playing baseball like year round. So I live in Auburn, Alabama. I go to Auburn. I go, to, I go rehab my elbow, which and this is why I love about Auburn, man. They like once an Auburn Tiger, always an Auburn Tiger. They literally, I treated that place like it was my own. Yeah. I mean, I'm rehabbing with Paula Merchant up at uh, the the medical building next to the baseball field. Uh, I love her to death. Did a great job. You know, Dr. Andrews comes there every, like every Wednesday, like twice a month. Mm-hmm. And he actually came down and looked at my MRI. And uh, Give you a nice little smack on the face. <laughs> he said, um, you're mentally weak. <laughs> Your elbow is fine. <laughs> no, he said, because uh, I, I had an MRI done after I got released, and um, it was my flexor tendon, and Dr. Andrews came by and just did a quick check. He said, look, your UCL's fine. I just want to double-check on that, but you have a grade 2 flexor tendon strain, and it's going to take three to four months. So three more, three four months turned into the whole 2014 season just being washed out. Wonderful. Yeah. So I spent all off-season – or all season literally just rehabbing and working out in Auburn which actually being good because I was at the time I was also going back to get my degree and so I was going back that worked out great dude it was honestly in the scheme long scheme of things it perfect yeah so so you took pretty much an entire year off mm-hmm. and you were struggling years years before that so right. you you've had your control problems um, you now have injury problems yep so now you're taking a full year off. How's your body feel after that? Well, it felt awesome considering the fact that I actually graduated that fall. And my body felt tremendous. My arm felt great. But, like, just to knock out those classes, man, yeah. and for any athlete, uh, if you go out to school, how many, how many semesters um, do you have left? I'm the <laughs> – it's a work in progress. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, okay. So all you guys out there that – have maybe maybe a semester or two left of college man i'm telling you knock it out as soon as possible because i mean i was out of college for five years and i went back and this was like chinese so i was pretty excited that i actually just locked it in and 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 got my degree uh, which i was very proud of so flash forward to 2015 i got no jobs coming up for the season um, finally, I get a call from the Wichita Wingnuts in the American Association, which is another independent ball league. Go there. Go there for two weeks. Hurt my elbow. Again. Same injury? Uh, no. Actually, this was more like a muscle grab or like a strain. It wasn't like I was only out for like 10 days. Okay. But I told them, you know, in the American Association, they only have 22 players. Okay. So that means less bullpen guys. So okay. basically, you have to throw every other day. Yeah. And I told the coach, Kevin Hooper, which is another – dude, I'm telling you, I've been around some great people. And I said, look, man, I'm coming off a flexion tendon injury. I don't need to be throwing back-to-back days right now. Like, I need to build back up. And he said, well, you know, we only have 22 players, and that kind of puts more pressure or work for other guys. So he released me, which I was okay with. He said, look, I'm going to release you. I got a connection in the Atlantic League. And I said, perfect, because, you know, that's where all the former big leaguers go and all the AAA guys. And I'm like, I want to be there anyways. So Ricky Van Alsenberg, um, Cajun, crazy SOB. Crazy, bro. <laughs> but newest baseball, great guy. He's the head coach for Bridgeport. And he calls me up in his little Cajun accent. He said, hey, man, <laughs> you from South Georgia? And I said, uh, yes, sir. He said, "All right, well, I need some more rednecks up in this up here in <laughs> Northeast." <laughs> I said, "Whatever you want, man. I just need a job." So I go up to Bridgeport, have a solid year, got about thirty innings under my belt. I think I don't even remember, but it wasn't a lot, but just a good solid number. Built off that, 
2016, just worked in the off season, relaxed. 2016 come, season comes up, go back to Bridgeport, have a good first half, get traded to Long Island, a Long Island Ducks, which is also in the league. Um, end up tearing my oblique, got sent home, which that kind of pissed me off because I was getting ready to go play winter ball in Venezuela. And I don't know if you guys know, but like winter ball is big for guys like us. It's technically how it funds our lives because we don't get paid crap during the season. And uh, winter ball pays, you know, tremendous amounts of money. So I get injured and I'm like, crap, I got to, you know, I'm not telling anybody. I'm going to Venezuela mm-hmm. whether I can throw or not. So luckily I had like a month in between I reported and it healed up and I was good. Go to Venezuela, play a little winter ball, go to Mexico for a little bit. 2017, I come to uh, end up signing with Lancaster Barnstormers, and and that's where me and you finally reconnect. Yes, dude, I had a blast last year. Yeah, we had a great season together. You know, the results at the end of the year weren't what we wanted. Um, we missed the playoffs twice, pretty much, but. By one game. Yeah, by one game. So, <laughs> so the way the playoffs work in the Atlantic League is they split in half. So there's a first half winner, a second half winner, and both of those winners will go meet each other in the playoffs. And there's two different divisions, so there's four total playoff teams. So we missed both halves by one game. Um, it was a heartbreaking year, but we finished great. Um, we both had pretty decent seasons, and... Uh, Enabled us to play a little bit more. Enabled us to come back here for another season, but still wasn't good enough to get back into <laughs> baseball, which is the goal. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we're playing indie ball, but the goal for everybody is to get picked back up to an MLB affiliate and yeah. hopefully, you know, get back in the minor league system and then, you know, hopefully get that call that, hey, you're going to the big leagues. Yeah. Now, so, don't get us wrong. Like, it's great here. Yeah. But... The pasture is always green on the other side, and the other side is back in affiliated baseball. It's just a better opportunity to get back to the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. So, um, as far as my career goes, dude, like 15, 16, 17, I'm throwing the way that uh, my boy Dominic Johnson taught me. I'm throwing strikes. I've honestly just, I like to tell people my seat, my professional career started in 2015. Yeah. Because before that, I was just going wherever the wind went, and yeah. I had no clue what I was doing. And now we're here, back in Lancaster, man, just grinding, you know, just still trace, chasing the dream. And for me and you both, dude, like, we obviously still have the velocity to pitch. Because I'm telling you right now, bro, if I wasn't throwing hard, I would be done with yeah. this freaking yeah, game. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm telling myself that, man, I got about another five or six years. I mean, in reality... Maybe two or three, because my body's starting to fall apart slowly, and that's just what happens with age. Um, but you know, as long as I can still throw ninety miles per hour, why not give it a shot? You know, He's off- being modest, people. The guy is left-handed and throws ninety-seven, so don't let but, him don't let him uh, trick you. But as long as I can still get people out, man, there's nothing better than this game. This is the best job in the world, even though we're getting paid practically peanuts. I mean, it's. It's so much fun, and I wouldn't change anything else in this world. But yeah, why don't I just transition to myself? Yeah, actually, so that's my career, and let let the people know what's going on with you, bro. Where does your career start? Actually, I don't even know, really, besides Yeah, let's start off. Give me me some deets, bro. Obviously, my voice sounds a little bit different than Scott's. Um, I'm a West Coast boy, born and raised in the whitest of the whitest suburbs of California, in the Bay Area. A little town called Pleasanton, uh, about 65,000, 70,000 people live there, Uh, home to the famous John Madden, uh, up in the East Bay in the foothills. So I grew up there, um, lived there pretty much my entire life, and went to school there, Um, started playing baseball probably around the time I was six or seven. My dad kind of pushed me. I was like a little chubby, awkward kid. (laughs) Um, I still kind of am to some extent, but no, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, um, my dad pushed me to play in baseball at a young age because um, I tried pretty much every other sport and I sucked at it. And I uh, yeah, I, I 
he he coached me, and I remember the first day at baseball practice, he bought me a new glove. The thing was practically made out of plastic, and I'd never really thrown a baseball before. And he uh, has me play catch with a kid that's been playing for a couple of years, play t-ball and stuff like that. So I put my glove up, and it throws the ball back at me, and it hits me right in the chin, and it. <laughs> It hit me pretty hard. So <laughs> I ran all the way to my dad's truck, sat in there, and cried for probably about 20 minutes. Okay, so besides that story, you're basically saying that you were a wuss. Yeah, yeah. And a huge loser. Yeah. <laughs> where, where do we go from there? So my dad follows me eventually and talks me into getting out of the truck, going back, and finishing up practice. I agree with him, and I do it. And I wipe my tears away, and, you know, I, I man up, and I uh, learn how to play the game, the game that I love to this day. So from there, it uh, kind of followed me through Little League and high school. I was terrible. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I... I made a couple all-star teams when I was younger. I was actually a really good hitter. I was a lefty. Played first base, a little outfield, and I even caught a little bit, which is a Wow, little lefty catcher, huh? Yeah, okay. so I was I was blessed with a good arm um, and a powerful bat for the most part. So uh, I had a little bit of ability, but I was always kind of playing catch-up to everybody else. Uh, I was always the youngest kid in my grade. Uh, always the youngest kid on my team. So I was always playing up a little bit than where I should have been. So I think that was part of the reason to how I was able to have success at a later age in baseball. So uh, I get into high school. I don't really know what I'm doing. I try out for the freshman team, the team, and, but I sit on the bench because I'm raw. I... I'm not really coordinated. I'm kind of growing in my body. I'm hitting puberty. I don't know what's going on with myself. <laughs> Classic lefty. <laughs> so I pitched a little bit because the, the the coach thought I could pitch. So I tried out. And, of course, you know, if you have a left-handed player, you want them to try to pitch because everybody loves lefties. And I threw pretty hard. Didn't really have an idea where it was going. I only threw, like, a fastball and tried to throw some other type of pitch. But... They stuck with me, and they put me in when we were losing by 10, you know, and uh, it uh, it was tough to deal with because I wanted to be good, and I didn't know how to be good other than practice. So I have a younger brother. He's three and a half years younger than me, and he got to kind of follow me through through my youth. So we would practice together. We'd play wiffle ball in the front yard and stuff like that, play catch in the street. Um, so he kind of learned how to become a baseball player through me, and he ended up being very, very good. Um, is, he he was, play, is he playing pro ball right now? Yeah, he uh, he was with the Gateway Grizzlies in the Frontier League, another independent league. Um, he's with the St. Louis Cardinals organization for, I believe, five or six years. Very successful player, very smart kid. He got all the good genetics. <laughs> the only thing I got was being left-handed. That's about it. Um, super proud of him. You know, he's 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 working really hard to get to um, a high level of baseball. So I'm very proud of him. But yeah, so he learned everything from me, and so I I kind of took him under my wing, and uh, he ended up being pretty successful. So high school, I went so I went to Foothill High School in Pleasanton. Uh, Pretty prestigious for individual baseball players. Not so great for um, high school seasons as a team. Uh, I, from the time I was there, they hadn't won like a league title in probably 20 years, which was kind of crazy. So I got to play behind Brandon Crawford, shortstop for the San Francisco Giants. Wow. Phenomenal baseball player. It was awesome to watch him play. So he was a year ahead of me. So I remember when I was a sophomore, I really got to see him play on varsity, and um, he was amazing. And uh, as a junior, I try out for varsity. I don't make the team. I get cut, which was really tough for me to deal with. 
So they sent me down to JV and junior varsity as a junior was, uh, it was difficult. You know, I got all my buddies that I have classes with that are playing on varsity and I'm in junior, junior varsity with a bunch of sophomores. That's lame. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I kind of get through it. I play, move up, play a couple innings on varsity. And, you know, I, I just, I wasn't very good. Senior year is kind of more of the same thing. So I, I walk on at my local junior college. I couldn't really find anywhere else to play. I knew I loved the game. I knew I wanted to play. I knew I wanted to try to make a career out of it. Because I didn't really think about anything else. You know, all I liked doing was playing video games and um, just playing baseball. And that was it. Oh, what a life. What yeah. a life. <laughs> Not much has changed. So I get introduced to the pitching coach and the head coach there. The guy's name is Steve Friends. Um, he's kind of a legend in junior college baseball. And very militaristic guy. Uh, is jacked. I mean, he's huge. And he's extremely intimidating. Uh, it's kind of the first time I've been on like a structured, rudimentary program. Uh, where it's lifting, running, throwing program, all this stuff. And I notice I start getting better. I start throwing harder. I start getting stronger. I'm able to throw the baseball farther. I'm able to throw strikes. Wow. Funny how that works. Yeah. So <laughs> so um, I have two great seasons in junior college. I ended up getting drafted by the Blue Jays in 2008. So I spend my first pro season in Auburn, New York, which people refer to as the Hills Have Eyes. It's almost like time had stopped there. So I get drafted, I head out there. For the, is that the Blue Jays? Blue Jays, sorry. Yeah, I got drafted by the Blue Jays in the 28th round. They gave me $40,000 and then the tax man cut that in half. Oh, um, So yeah, drafted and I head to short season A ball, which is in Auburn, Auburn, New York. Um, no idea what I was doing. What year was that? 2008. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'd been there for a couple days. My dad sent me a package. I got like a brand new glove, a bunch of cool cleats, and I got these fighting arm sleeves. I don't know if you remember these. Remember the fighting necklaces? The used to have like the the metal in them that make you make you more balanced or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. I think yeah, uh, so they had arm sleeves. Papelbon yeah. used to wear those or something. Yeah, so I remember the first day first day that we were there, I put on arm sleeves on both of my arms thinking it was cool. <laughs> and obviously it wasn't. And everybody made fun of me. I was 19 years old around a bunch of kids that were 23, 24 years old, guys that were in college who've uh, experienced a little bit more Life Quick question: Was Evan Crawford on your team? He was, yeah. <laughs> oh, Evan, if you listen, man, uh, he was my roommate in college. Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah, he's he was a great teammate. Um, got to play with him a little bit. Awesome guy. So yeah, so I, the one thing that really stuck out in my mind is we were like kind of discussing going over signs, bunt plays, and everything. And the pitching coach, who's Dominican, his English was okay, and he was telling like telling us our signs. As pitchers, like, you know, you got bunt plays, you got pickoffs, you got, um, you know, certain different stuff. And he was addressing all the pitchers, and I raised my hand. I said, are the signs the same for left-handed pitchers? And everybody's <laughs> kind of stared at me. Like, who the heck is this guy? Oh, my gosh. That's hysterical. <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't get off on the right foot in pro baseball. Um I didn't last long there. I pitched one game, and they sent me to the Gulf Coast League. <laughs> and uh, I sweat in Florida for about another three months. But, I mean, man, I was playing pro baseball. Yeah. How cool is that? Who I'm cares? getting paid to play baseball. Yeah, who cares where you're at at that yeah. point? 19, like, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, I was living life. I was cloud nine, top of the world is the best thing. So, uh, spring training the next year... 2009, you know, I, I see a lot of people I've never met before. I see a lot of big leaguers walking around in the Blue Jays clubhouse. Get to see Roy Halladay throw a bullpen. R.I.P. I mean, yeah. I mean, rest in peace. That guy was one of the hardest working individuals I've ever seen in my life. 
and he still inspires me to this day. It was it was uh, a real blessing to be able to see that man work and pitch. So, Blue Jays, 2009. Um, I'm just kind of being a yes man. Uh, you know, I know I'm not a hyped up player. I'm not a big time prospect. But I'm the work and try to get to the major leagues. I mean, that's everybody's goal. So uh, I have a great spring training. They use me as a starting pitcher, and I break in low A, shorts or low A, Lansing, Michigan, awesome town, great place, awesome home league. of Michigan State University, yeah, Midwest League. Um, so it's a lot of guys around my age, younger players that are playing their first full season, 140 games. Yeah. And it's the first time I'm going to play that much baseball. Because in junior college, you play 50, 60 games throughout the year, including playoffs. And now I'm going to play for 140. And that's that's a long dang time. Yeah. So I I had some struggles. Uh, I think I led the league at the end of the year in hits allowed as a starting <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> Hey, you're young, dude. You're yeah, young, yeah, dude. I mean, Whatever. I was 20 years old. Yeah, my career. So, hey, when I was 20 years old, bro, I had a 90 or 70 yeah. in college. Like, <laughs> no hard it. feelings. Yeah. Okay, it's in the past. So, yeah, and it was a lot of stress in my body. So, I remember once that season was over, I remember my body was tired. At 20 years old, I mean, I was in great shape. Um, a lot better than I'm in right now. And everything hurt. So I had the off season, you know, the winter to where I could get myself better, get myself into a good position to endure an entire season like that. So that's working out, running, conditioning my body um, so it can endure that fatigue. I couldn't throw a baseball without my elbow hurting. Is this the off season? Yeah, this come, is, you're this like is getting after, ready for the season. This getting is ready after for, 2009 season, right? So you're getting ready for spring training. You're yeah. throwing your elbows, killing you. Yeah. So I show up the next season and I have to pitch like the second day there, and my elbows killing me. I didn't know what was going on. I've never felt like a pain like that before. I knew about elbow tendonitis, but nobody's really talked about any type of major injuries before like Tommy mm-hmm. John surgery never heard of it um, so I ended up throwing a pitch in a spring training game and I heard pop and that's never a good sign yeah so I felt a pop felt this burning sensation throughout my entire arm and I kind of like it's like what's that what happened <laughs> like, okay that was weird Grab the ball back and I try throwing it again and it goes to the backstop and I'm like wait what's going on right now I mean it's just like my adrenaline is flowing and I somehow managed to find myself getting through that inning I went from throwing 88 90 91 miles per hour to 82 83 84 miles per hour it's like I'm throwing change-ups up there but I'm trying to throw as hard as I can all right so I stick some ice on it when I'm done pitching, tell the trainer, hey, my elbow doesn't feel so hot. And I try going back into our weight room and work out. Maybe I can flush this out or something, you know? Um, so I remember I had to do a push-up, some type of push-up variation. And I try to go down, touch my chest to the ground, and push myself up. I couldn't push myself back up. <laughs> like, okay, it's something they right. Right, right. Um, so I go see the doc, or the, uh, the the athletic trainer, and he's like, okay, we'll check you out. So I go get an MRI the next day, and, you know, of course, I have a torn... UCL. UCL. Vulnar okay. collateral ligament. Um, and that's, that's the ligament that enables you to throw baseballs. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be probably getting surgery so I, I get the surgery and it's a year-long process rehab right all that fun stuff and you're, yeah. re, you're rehabbing in uh, Dunedin right yeah, Dunedin, spring training yeah. okay so I go through that process I get back to where I'm at next year get back to being healthy um, and I'm feeling great body's in great shape and throwing okay. throwing feeling strong 
Um, I remember the it's, first. So this is 2000. 2010. 2010. 2010. And you're back in. I'm back in. Oh, I'm mean, like in spring training. Okay, you're still good in like, spring training, guys. Yeah, I kind of have to hang out and uh, make sure that I'm ready to go play with another team uh, during the season. So. I, I get myself back to where I needed to be, and I notice I'm throwing hard, man. Like I'm throwing the crap out of the ball. Yeah, it's like it's got that extra life on it, where it's it's you can hear it like coming off your fingertips. So I get back. 15 months later, I go back to Lansing. Mm-hmm. I'm pitching, and I'm throwing 93, 94, 95, 96 miles per hour as a starter. As a starter. Wow. Yeah. At 21 years old. But I start feeling something weird again in my elbow. I'd pitched maybe two or three games there, and it started getting worse. But it wasn't that same pain. It was kind of like a dull, um, kind of like, it was hard to describe, but it was a different type of pain. So I end up tearing that reconstructive surgery again. Wow. But along with that, I tore my flexor tendon. I tore my flexor pronator. All on one pitch, right? All on one pitch. It all just yanked off. Um, there's a video of me on YouTube throwing that pitch. And, and the ball shoots off. Terrifying. I've seen yeah. it. It's pretty... It's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. So, I go down in pain. It's killing me. And here we go again. So, right. So, fast track to... You go through rehab again. That was 2010? Yeah. When is the next time you're on the mound? Next time I'm on the mound is... Well, I don't really want to skip past this because I end up hurting my elbow again. What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, 365 days later, after I blew your arm out for the second right. time, uh, I'm darn near back to where I was before, mm-hmm. 94, 95. And uh, I'm throwing a bullpen, and I tried throwing a curveball for the first time since I got originally hurt. And I feel a crunch, like another type of pain. No. I ended up fracturing my medial epicondyle, which is like your funny bone. Uh, yeah, I broke that yeah. when I was 14. Yeah, so it happens a lot with, yeah. with kids who are kind of going through puberty. Right. Um, but as an athlete, especially as a pitcher, that's where all of your structural ligaments kind of connect in yeah. central place. Um, so that kind of just popped right off. I, I get <laughs> surgery casually again. popped yeah. off. Yeah. There we yeah. go. So I get surgery again. They put a screw in there, a couple pins, a plate. So I'm just, I'm being held together by practically, you know, duct tape and nails and screws right now. And I'm, I haven't missed, you know, a game since then. So what year was that? When that I was 2012. 2012, that happens. Your next time in a game is... 2013. 2013, yeah. and you go to... I go to high A. They send you to high A. Yes. All right, you, you go out there. How's, your, uh, how's that year I, go? So I'm back to being healthy. I'm where I thought I was originally going to be, mm-hmm. health-wise. Um, doing great. I'm in the Florida State League, which is comprised primarily of... Uh, Major League Spring Training Stadiums so is a great place to play. Yeah. Travel's easy. The weather is so-so. I mean, you, you know, in Florida, you get that slight chance of rain every single day. Right, five o'clock yard. Yes, it's coming. But great time. Um, I do well enough to earn a promotion the next year to Double A. Which and what? Which is in Double A for the Blue Jays is in New Hampshire. Uh, Manchester, New Hampshire. That's right. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, yeah. Because we're we were in the same league. Yeah, Eastern League. So that's where careers go to die. So yeah. So I uh, I pitched there for three seasons. I dabble in AAA a little bit, but I was always kind of chasing the dragon to where I was before I ever got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, I never before I got hurt. I was um, a control pitcher. I, I threw strikes. I could locate my pitches. And then after I get hurt and come back, I have all this newfound power where I'm throwing hard. Mm-hmm. And it it's hard to kind of control that extra velocity when you've never had it before. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, so fast forward to 
where I'm at now. So this is my second season. Well, well, hold on. So you you go to the Blue Jays, and yeah. then you, what? You just had like a bad year in '15, and then yeah. I mean, I was just I was kind of like I said, I was chasing um, that that pitcher I was before. I was trying to become you know a command control pitcher with plus velocity, which I mean, there's very few people in the world that can do that. Yeah. So uh, I had problems throwing strikes. I had problems throwing too many strikes at sometimes. You know, it was, it was a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, my my three years between 2014 and 16 with the Blue Jays. So I was splitting time between Double and Triple A. I think if I if I could show a little bit more improvement after one of those years, I had a legitimate shot at getting to the major leagues. Yeah, it I mean, just, lefty throwing mid 90s is. Yeah. I mean, those don't just pop up out of anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I just I didn't. Uh, didn't take advantage of the opportunity I had, and it stings. You know, I I really wish I could redo it over. I'm sure. Well, some you know people what? feel the same way, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. And I I'm just I'm proud I've been able to play baseball for this long as a professional. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, dude, we like I said, you're 29. I'm 30. We've been grinding, bro. Yeah. I mean, take it on, like. <laughs> Only 30-year-olds I know playing baseball right now are maybe – they're either in this league yeah. or they're in the big leagues. Exactly. All right, so you get released, and then you – 16 were teammates. Yeah, 17. No, 17 were, 17 17 were teammates. And 2018, we'd come back. You know, we didn't get signed in the offseason or, you know, we didn't get a chance in 2018, so now we're back. We're both having pretty good years. You're back to starting now. Yeah, throwing what 95, 96, yeah. touching. I mean, gosh darn! Somebody give this guy a chance, dude. <laughs> I mean, filling the zone up. Um, power doesn't have an age limit. We'll find out. <laughs> There's still a lot of time, um, and I mean, you can't you can't be talking about me without talking about yourself. Um, you know, you throw the crap out of the ball too, and you're striking out the world right now. So. Uh, you're a great pitcher, man, and I think somebody should give you a shot because there aren't too many arms like yours that come around. Well, you know what? As much as I would love that for that to happen, I just feel like this podcast is more important. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you have it. That's kind of just a quick rundown. I mean, I, we try to keep it kind of short. I don't want the podcast to be too long yeah. because, you know, I've listened to a couple and then get kind of – People start rambling. You're just like, all right, I'm over it. Yeah. This would probably be the longest podcast that we have, hopefully. Uh, Try to keep it to 35 to 40 minutes. So now that you have the background and what we're trying to do, and the goal is to have it every Tuesday posted on um, also your podcast app on your phone or whatever. We haven't figured out all the details yet. But rookies at this thing. Yeah, this is literally our first podcast ever. So it took us probably an hour and a half to set this up where anybody else would take them 10 minutes but yeah and we uh, yeah I'm I feel like a kindergarten working this thing but like I said give you a rundown real quick the first couple minutes it's going to be me and John just kind of talking you know what's been going on for the past week whether it's politics culture issues what's been going on in the in sports or all over the world just kind of just us Shooting the crap, man. Honestly, yeah. like That's just being us, man. I want it to be organic. Yeah, you know, just uh, our personalities just kind of shine through the microphone. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's after that, we'll we'll bring on a guest. Ninety five percent of the time, this show will have a guest on with either big league experience or some unique story that we found, and it might turn into just. Uh, somebody who works in baseball or, or professional sports in general. I'm not really sure where this this is headed. I kind of want the listeners to guide us. Um, this is for you, and it's kind of for us to just hang out together even more because, bro, I love you, and yeah. I love hanging out with love you. Love you but, too, brother. Um, so after the, you know, the interview, we'll close that up, and then I kind of want to keep it you know, you guys interested. So we might have a, let's, what do you say? Like a category of, or something of the week. And yeah, and I think uh, we'll have something going on at current event and then yeah, uh, just maybe a little viral video or right, something like, or like a poll. And, you know, I think that'd be good to have you guys just interact with us through Twitter and like, tell you what is, 
what, uh, what you think, where, where you want this show to go. You know, I really want to hear like, you know, one week we might have, all right, give me your top five worst baseball stadiums, or <laughs> I might give you like top five grindiest baseball stories. Who uh, would love to hear your input? Um, get real grindy. Yeah, it could get real grindy, but you know, you get the idea. Um, I've been saying um a lot. It's, it's gonna come. Right. I feel like this is kind of our learning stage. Yeah, we're gonna start off nice and easy. Um, I'm, there I go. Again. See, right? It's just like it's how do you just, not say it. Look, we're we're rookies. It took us a long time for us to get this emotion, and I'm glad where we're at. Uh, I feel like we could go on for a little bit longer, bro. You give me, like I said, I got ADHD. I get a little calf, uh coffee in me, bro. I mean, who knows how long I could talk? But well, look, uh, guys, hit us up on Twitter. It's going to be. Tweet at us. Our let's see, what's today's date? Today's date is the thirtieth of July, two thousand eighteen. Um, we hope to have the first podcast posted this upcoming, um, not this Tuesday, but the next. So that would be August uh, the sixth. And tweet at us. Uh, do we have a Twitter? No, we haven't even no. created it. What do you want to call it? Uh, I'm really hoping the players' league is available. The I think players it will league. be. Let's let's shoot for at the players at league. the players' league. And if it's uh, not there, we'll con- we'll have uh, our Instagrams attached because I don't have a Twitter personally. But like I said, we're just gonna reach out, mass media, give us feedback, guys, because we want to hear what you want to talk about and or what you would like to listen to. And, um, and if I'm, we suck, let us yeah, know. just tell us, hey, you guys are butt cheeks, man. Like, just go ahead and bang it. I probably won't bang it at first, but after four or five episodes, if you guys are still saying that we're trash, yeah, then I'll probably just put my equipment on eBay and just call it a year. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, have a blessed rest of your week. Peace.